What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Turn the Jets Podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson, at WillPod11 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Another episode today, just me, uh, you know, on the uh, talking today, and then we'll have Brad Spielberg in his weekly spot tomorrow and get into some Bills Jets preview later this week. I wanted to kind of sit on this this Jets Raiders loss for uh, for about 24 or 36 hours or so and kind of compile my thoughts here and kind of get into that. And then, you know, obviously talk a little bit about the fact that the Bills losing last night to the Denver Broncos, uh, you know, kind of has opened up this AFC East a little bit more and kind of keeps the Jets in it, as crazy as that sounds. And, um, you know, as well as Michael Carter being released, uh, you know, tonight and, and some of Aaron Rodgers' comments today, you know, talking about how he'll be joining the team full-time around Thanksgiving and, and does plan on coming back. Um, let's start with the, let's start with the game and then we'll kind of get into, you know, the rest of the the things that have kind of occurred over the last 24 hours. Look, I, I think the biggest thing, incredibly disappointing loss. Uh, I just, it's one of those losses that, you know, you hope you don't look back on, you know, I feel this way about this in the Patriots game specifically the Chargers game a little bit, but you know, more specifically the two games, you know, here against new England, you know, early to start the year, you know, and obviously last night to, you know, against the Raiders that you hope you don't look back on at the end of the year and say, damn, the Jets missed the playoffs by, you know, by one game. And if they would have just won that other game, um, you know, in, in terms of, uh, you know, the reason they missed the playoffs and it's, you're like, oh, did they miss the division? Did they lose the division? You know, because of that, you, you just, you hope that's not the case. Um, let's start from a special teams point of view, you know, and then we'll get into the offense last. Obviously, that's, that's the number one talking point, the offense and the coaching. We'll start with either positive and or you know kind of the overall you know theme. So special teams wise, another great game from Greg Zerline. Zerline's been fantastic since he got here. He's been incredible this year. So I've been the best or one of the two or three best kickers in the NFL this year. You know, awesome. Obviously, you know he's uh, scores more points you know than anyone else on this team. So um, you know, continue you know continued props there. I thought Thomas Moore said uh, as usual. You know, bombed a bunch of punts. The punt coverage unit has struggled a little bit since Justin Hardy's been out, you know, with the hamstring injury. He will be back this year, but, you know, Irv Charles, I, I felt like kind of struggled a little bit on Sunday night of, you know, getting downfield, breaking down and, and making a play. It just kind of felt like every time he kind of ran down there, they, you know, he got beat. Um, you know, and in, in the return game, Xavier Gibson hasn't really provided much. Um, you know, he started off the year, obviously, with the incredible return against Buffalo. I thought he had a couple nice moves. Um, you know, in the New England and uh, New England game, I believe, and, um, you know, you know, against Kansas City, but since then it's struggled. So um, they got to get that point unit figured out on, on both returns and um, kickoff returns. Well, he took one out of the end zone that just didn't need to be taken out and obviously ends up, uh, you know, only getting back to about the 15 yard line, which which you just can't have happen. So that's from a special teams point of view. Don't want to have to get into that too much. Again, they do miss Justin Hardy a lot on kickoff and, um, you know, more importantly, punt coverage. But um We'll get to the defense. I thought the defense played mostly really well on uh, on Sunday night. I felt like, you know, the pass rush did exactly what you thought. Quinton Williams was absolutely fucking unbelievable on Sunday night. I mean, double team, triple team, getting through pressures, you know, getting to the quarterback. There were multiple times, get setting up the other guys for sacks, and the run game was unbelievable. Um, you know, killed Aiden O'Connell one time, and it's just unbelievable player. Jermaine Johnson, another nice night. Bryce Huff, you know, has the penalty, which was disappointing. Um, it was kind of hard because, you know, he gets pushed to the ground there and you're like, you know, what's he, what's he supposed to do? Um, you know, all that different type of stuff. But again, you know, it's got to be a little smarter than that. It does lead to a field goal, you know, on that drive. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, as I mentioned, um, you know, Michael Clemens, you know, had a couple of nice plays in the run game. It felt like at least kind of 
you know, forcing guys back at, you know, to kind of cut back and then CJ Mosley and, and Quincy Williams there. I thought, you know, not the best Quincy game of all time, but again, all, you know, still awesome. It's not like he did anything wrong by any means, not quite as splashy as some of his other games, but again, you know, a nice performance. Sauce Gardner has been unbelievable. Um, you know, he started to, you know, he, I know he struggled a little bit early on in the year, I guess, quote unquote, struggled, just didn't catch a couple of picks and things like that. But he's, you know, he's been awesome, you know, all year. I mean, again, we would loved him to see him wrap up on a tackle uh, on a big Josh Jacobs run instead of trying to punch the ball. But again, like in coverage, unbelievable. Had a really big third down stop early in the game, some PBUs, et cetera. Um, you know, so nothing to complain about there. I just thought the defense was really good. And, you know, I thought a couple of missed tackles at times, um, you know, where they just kind of overran things. Tony Adams had a couple, you know, had a couple of mishaps in, in terms of run game angles and things like that. You like to see him clean up. Jordan Whitehead was awesome on Sunday night. Interception. You know, tried to jump Justin Herbert in a route on a curl route against the Chargers and just missed it. Um, you know, comes up with the pass breakup, doesn't get the interception, got the interception on uh, on Sunday. Although I have no idea where Jordan Whitehead was going. Um, he gets up and it looked like he had no idea where he was and started running backwards. Very confusing, but, you know, a really nice play nonetheless. Again, I thought the defense was really good. Um, CJ Mosley's been fantastic this year, probably played some of his best ball of his career. And, um, you know, age 31 or, or 30, yeah, you know, 31, wherever he is now. and you know, just an unbelievable player. He's, you know, I think of him more as a Jet now than I did, you know, do as a Raven. And, you know, he's, you know, in line to probably be an all pro for the sixth straight, you know, sixth time, not sixth straight, but sixth time in his career. And you hope that the Jets get to the playoffs, you know, while he's still a really good player, because I think, you know, he deserves that. But also, um, you know, for a Hall of Fame resume that as much as that might seem crazy, you know, he's very much going to be in the conversation when it's all said and done. And, you know, just a really awesome player. And, you know, he went out for a couple of series there and, and you felt it on defense. Jamie and Sherwood did punch the ball out. Um, you know, Ashton Davis with a nice recovery there. And I just feel like the defense as a whole, yeah, they get, you know, they gave us some yards. They had the one drive and you, you love to see Whitehead, you know, be able to come up with a, you know, PBU there and and things like that. But, um, you know, really nice play by Mayer and, you know, Connell figured it out. But again, the Jets defense just put in these such brutal situations. I feel like they never have a lead. And even when they have a lead, it's like they're winning nine to three or nine to six. Um, you know, you'd just you'd love to see them play with a lead. They get, you know, they get Buffalo this week, which we'll get into. They obviously have Josh Allen's number. Um, but again, special teams in the defense, I thought, generally speaking, did really well and not really surprised. I'm gonna start with the coaching before I go to the offense because I felt like there's moments, you know, I, I defend Robert Sala more than anybody. I feel like he's got potential to be a really good head coach. I think he's got the right leadership style. I think he fits the 2023 player in terms of how he leads. I think, you know, guys play for him. He's an unbelievable job of building a staff that, you know, especially in the defense side of the ball that can develop talent, whether that be guys that are first round picks, whether that guys that are undrafted, et cetera. Um, you know, I think sometimes he struggles a little bit with some of the media questions and saying one thing, we're saying another. And obviously the Zach stuff's been really frustrating, you know, over the last 24 months and just kind of, you know, some of the verbiage and, and coach speak that gets used when, you know, I think sometimes fans or, the media, whoever it is, kind of want to hear like the truth. Um, but again, I get it. It's just part of the job and you're in New York and et cetera. But I just feel like it's so many penalties and it's always a lot of the same stuff. And it feels like on the offensive side of the ball, there's not really much, you know, um, you know, kind of accountability for some of these bad penalties, especially when it comes to the receiver spot. I know they have no depth, but Alan Lazard, you know, game after game, it's drops and penalties. And it kind of feels like that doesn't change. And then, you know, you look, CJ Uzama gets benched for one series, but he, you know, he cost the Jets potentially 14 points after the week before cost them potentially 14 points. It's like, 
come on, man. You know, and I know he's the head coach, and I guess again, I know he's the defense, he's a defensive mind, but like it feels like defensive wise, you make a mistake, you're coming off the field. Bressoff roughing the passer, he's off the field. Um, it just feels like on defense now, I mean, on offense, I mean, look, Michael Carter, we'll talk about it in a moment, did get benched after the chop block, you know, or did got benched at points during that game. And um, he has the bad chop block penalty, although I'm not really sure that was a penalty and he ends up getting released today. We'll get into that, but I just feel like on the coaching point of view, you'd like to see Salah just be, um, there should be a little bit more emphasis on not making some of these silly penalties because it feels like every time the Jets have something good on offense happen, it goes hand in hand with the offense. It's lazy technique. It's over-aggression. It's doing some of these different things where, you know, they should have blown the Raiders out. I think that's the frustrating part. You sit there and you go, Zach scores. It's 13 to three. Okay. It's on the one yard, two yard line. They score again. It's 13 to three. And the Raiders aren't scoring, you know, they're not coming back there. The Jets are going to probably likely to blow them out 30 to six, but more likely than they are to lose. So, um, Penalties are a killer. Again, the timeout thing is hard for me to give him too much of a hard time on because it sounds like he did try to call timeout as soon as Conklin gets, uh, you know, touched down there with 19 seconds to go. Not sure how much of a difference that even would have made. That said, um, you know, it's a bad look when the, the timeout doesn't get called. And, you know, the Jets have to be better there. They have to know, you know, the offensive players need to know and they need to be coached up to they be able to call a timeout on their own, et cetera. Right. So, um, that part was obviously tough. Um, not call timeout on there, but you need like the refs need to know Salah's ready to call a timeout there and, and the whole nine yards. So that part was tough. And again, I just felt like didn't get off to a slow start. But again, I feel like, you know, from a head coach's perspective, like you just got you got to figure out a way to get your team to win that game. You know, I, it's unfair or not. You know, I, I'm not saying Salah's on the hot seat. I'm not saying any of that. I just there's a game. So there's been a lot of games where it feels like the Jets have a lot of momentum or need this game etc kind of feels like you're still you're coming up short in a lot of these games um the games where you feel like they should win you know they're really good about competing and winning a lot of these games they quote unquote shouldn't they got to get better at winning these games they should um offensive side of the ball it's this is one of those conversations there's just so many levels to it and it's like at the end of the day nate hack was hired to bring aaron Rodgers here he his track record as an offensive coordinator outside of jacksonville has been pretty dog shit um, he's been a good, he's been really good inside the red zone with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers won two MVPs with him as the offensive coordinator. And even if he wasn't the main play caller, they get along well, the system does work, et cetera, et cetera. All that's fair. All that's true. It's not here to bash hack it and say he needs to be fired. He's not going to get fired. The Jets <laughs> built this staff the way they did, you know, for Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, is obviously not the quarterback. They're playing with Zach Wilson. But where Hackett can be better, and what's frustrating is a lot of times, even on the first drive, you saw the highs and lows of Nate Hackett. Really good play action to Garrett Wilson, get creates a chunk play. Some nice you know, stuff to Brees Hall, creates a chunk play. Gets inside the red zone or the 30. It's timid. It's scared. You know, They don't trust Zach. It's right back to, which again, I'm not sure you can blame them, but they don't trust them. And all of a sudden, it's right back to conservative run, run, pass, or run, pass, pass. And it's like all, it's just very predictable. Um, it happened, I think five times, um, if I'm not mistaken on Friday or Sunday night where, you know, it's between the twenties, moving the ball, getting Zach on the move, Zach's using his legs. They're getting good. You know, they're getting scheming some guys open. They're getting Dalvin Cook on Dalvin Cook's first three carries go for 27 yards. And then they don't give him, they give him one more carry the rest of the game. Like, what are we doing? You know, Michael Carter, the obsession with Michael Carter on third down, not understanding why that's happening when you have Izzy Abanacanda, who's, you know, a big play threat, you know, as a rookie sitting there, you know, inactive, you have Dalvin Cook, who's fresh and actually looking better, and you're not using him, and Brees Hall, you don't use on third downs in, in the past game. 
And then when you do use Brees Hall in the past game, it goes for 30, 40 yards on screenplays, giving him options. So don't really understand that. The Jets right now are fifth in the NFL in yards per carry, yet they are, you know, bottom bottom of the league in rushing attempts. Like that needs to change. They need to run the ball more. I know they're not opening whole polls the way you like them to, but at the end of the day, that's a lot to do with quarterback play and predictability and play calling, predictability and, you know, personnel usage. Um, again, Alan Lazard has no confidence right now in his hands. You know, you got to get that confidence back, you know, in him. You need him, you know, as, as the Jets go into these next eight or nine games here, or eight games, I, I apologize. So, you know, it's just little things like that. It feels like, you know, I tweeted it out, to, you know, this morning, it's, you know, using Brees Hall in third down to add times. And, you know, maybe Dalvin Cooker, now Izzy will be able to kind of spell him maybe on first down so you can use him on second and third. It's, you know, getting guys in motion, getting Garrett Wilson the slot more, getting him, you know, easy manufactured targets, even like, the play call they get, you know, the wide receiver double pass, it works, right? It's right there. It's open. It's a great play call. But not knowing on the coaching staff and not know, not communicating that Garrett Wilson had just hurt his elbow and had been out of series to have him then throw when maybe you use Xavier Gibson or you use, you know, Garrett Wilson as the receiver and you use somebody else in motion or whoever it is. I just felt like, come on, like this stuff is, you know, everyone's seeing it. You see Garrett Wilson have to throw it and you're like, why are they having Garrett Wilson throw? And again, Garrett has to make the play, and I understand. And a couple of times last night, I felt like Garrett, you know, was just a tick off in terms of, you know, coming in with the big time catch. But then he makes, you know, him and Conklin on that last, the second last drive, make these huge third down catches. And Gary Wilson gets, you know, kill shotted, and he still holds on to the ball. Awesome stuff. It just felt like such a jumbled mess on offense, where like they're so close in so many respects, they really are, but they don't, they don't score touchdowns. And you cannot win in this league and not score touchdowns. The Jets. Should be six and three, seven and two, could be eight and one, right? Like you look back and you're like, damn, like this team could be the one or two seed right now in the AFC. And they don't score touchdowns. And it's got to change. Um, you know, uh, the 40 plus drives in their own territory without scoring a touchdown. It's 30 plus total drives to back to the Giants game. They haven't scored a touchdown. It's field goals. It's it's still this one play, good, good penalty drive over. Good, good sack drive over. Good, good drop drive over. And it's like these one mistake, this one mistake per drive can't be killing you, can't cripple you. And look, the quarterback is limited. The quarterback was not the problem fully on Sunday night. He played decently at times. He, you know, missed some other throws and, you know, she throws the horrible interception at the end. But, you know, that Rodgers talked about today that, you know, Zach may have not made the right read. He should have gone left to right, three step on the left, five step on the right. And, you know, kind of just didn't make the right call on, on that throw. I, the bigger overarching issue is, again, the personnel usage. It should always be Conklin and Ruckert, you know, from an offensive perspective at tight end. Uzama's should be tight end three. You know, we, I've been advocating it should be Izzy activated, you know, Michael Carter down. Obviously, we'll get into that in a moment, but that's what they end up doing there. Um, you know, in terms of wide receiver, getting Garrett Wilson in the slot, using Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall at the same time, we're rolling out Zach, letting him use his legs. I mean, Zach had – the most typical Zach Wilson game in a lot of senses where he makes the bonehead error he's made three years in a row. It's the same interception. He's literally thrown this interception every time and it ends up killing them. But he also makes one of these crazy Hail Mary attempt that almost works. He's got the no-look pass to Alan Lazard that Lazard tried to drop three times because he's no confidence in his hands and, you know, makes a, another play to Conklin his jump throw and a stick nod route, you know, with about 40 seconds left in the game. And it's just awesome, you know, throw and catch. And it's like, it's there and you just, you see potential with this offense. Again, is this the best offense in the world? No, um, they should be a lot better than they are right now. They should be like league average. They shouldn't. And if they're league average, they can win this division. Like that's where it comes down to. And again, Aaron Rodgers, we'll talk about it in a second, you know, 
talks about, you know, he's coming back in a month. And it's like, they got a four game stretch here. You got to go three and one, you know, can you go four? No, probably not. Can you go three and one, you know, maybe, and you had a shot here. So, you know, the offensive you know, struggles have been brutal. They go up to Buffalo this week. They got to figure it out. Um, we'll see what they do with Dwayne Brown. I suggested, Hey, maybe they, the last couple of weeks have been working Dwayne Brown at right guard, trying to get him right. And, figure out if he can pull a Jason Peters from the last couple of years and, you know, transition inside or, you know, Max Mitchell played one of his best games as a pro, uh, you know, on Sunday night, Max Crosby is a three or one of the three, four or five hardest, you know, matchups you're going to find as an offensive lineman. And, you know, he did a fantastic job on Max Crosby and, you know, Mackay back then other than one rep, you know, played decently. Uh, other other than two reps, I apologize, had one missed in the run game, one missed in, in the pass game on that third down when people were very upset. It was third and one. They ran it, you know, second and one, third and one. They ran it both times. You know, I thought Xavier Newman looked better live. I went back and watched it, you know, not, not quite as much. But again, it's a guy who's filling in in a tough spot. Joe Tipman was awesome. You know, no, no pressure is allowed. Lakin Tomlinson, you know, was kind of what Lakin's been, you know, with the Jets. So, I guess at the end of the day, you look back at the offense and it's just like, it's it's just frustrating because you see so many glimpses where you're like, wow, it's clicking, it's working. Especially between the 20s, it's over and over again, it's the same stuff. It's clicking, it's clicking, boom, mistake, penalty. Penalty, drops, all these different things, misreads, misthrows by Zach, bad sacks taken, all these different things. Like, it just keeps coming down to the same issues where they got to get it fixed. And they made a move today, you know, we'll get to it now. They made a move today, they, they end up releasing Michael Carter. It seems like one of those situations where, Hey, we're going to make Izzy active. We're going to, you know, put you to the, you know, the inactive list. And Michael Carter probably went to them and said, Hey, I'd rather just be released than, than sit on the healthy and active list. So again, I don't know that, but it, it kind of seems like as if that's, you know, kind of the direction the Jets end up going in there. So, um, you know, hard to blame him. A guy that played well as a rookie, you know, um, and kind of since then, since he gets a sprained ankle late in the year against the Dolphins, um, came back for that Bucks game, had a couple of nice runs. But ever since then, it's just, you know, hasn't really worked, um, you know, struggled, you know, gotten stuff with Twitter out with the fan base and, you know, well lights in the locker room, but, you know, lost reps to Brees, lost reps to Dalvin Cook, you know, was going to lose reps to Izzy. It just didn't work out. And, you know, it's a shame, but hasn't been the same player the last couple of years. So that'll be the first move. You, you know, you'd like to see the Jets kind of make a move where CJ Usama is that tight end three. We'll see if that works. You know, again, play action, get Zach on the move a little bit, let him use his legs this week against Buffalo. You know, and feature maybe two back sets, be able, you know, be able to feature Garrett Wilson some in the slot, be able to, you know, kind of, you know, move the pocket around and just try to get some some spark, a spark going. And, you know, one other thing the Jets haven't really done a lot, they did it once or twice, but they never seem to really throw towards the end zone. It's always a lot of, um, it's very rare. We saw it a couple times, I mean, the Kansas City game, we saw it once or twice, obviously the actual touchdown passes, but, you know, one or two shots to Garrett Wilson. It's just, you'd like to see them take one or a couple more shots. Um is that bringing up a Jason Bradley and having him be a 50-50 ball guy once or twice a game inside the red zone? You know, not sure what the answer may be, but um, the Jets have got to do a better job on offense because they got a stretch here where, you know, Aaron Rodgers talked about it on Sunday night. Well, Melissa Stark talked about it, having a conversation with Neil Elitrash, his doctor. And then Rodgers talked a bunch about it today on the McAfee show. He's coming back. He thinks they're going to be in it. He thinks he's coming back. It's the, the, the date went from... The playoffs now, it went, you know, to then Christmas Eve, as I, I've talked about a million times. Now it's looking like it could be mid-December, which is, you know, he's mentioned potentially, you know, he didn't mention it specifically, but it's mentioned six weeks. And that's as of a week ago, which would line up with the Dolphins game, you know, in Miami. Um, look, at, I don't know if it's going to happen. I think he's going to come back this year. I think they're going to be in it. I think they will beat Buffalo on Sunday. 
And, and I'm, I'm just not in the business of, oh, the season's over because they're four and five. There's a lot of ball left. They're a game and a half back of Miami. They got two games left with Miami here in the next five weeks. They play Buffalo, who they can leapfrog and have swept and basically kind of end any tiebreakers there. They've got, you know, Atlanta and Houston teams that are, you know, frisky. You know, obviously Houston's got C.J. Stroud and, and they're playing a really good ball. But again, rookie quarterback gets this defense on the road. You know, in the cold weather, what do they look like? Um, Atlanta on the road, they just lost to Arizona. They're a team that they should take care of business. So I, I just feels like a it's a team that, while maybe I'm too optimistic and maybe the judgment's clouded because I think this team is still really damn good and, you know, they've got some issues, but they are still a good team. And maybe it's because the schedule, just knowing that they can kind of they can take care of their own business here. I mean, the Bills shot themselves in the foot big time. Losses of the Patriots and Broncos when they've got this kind of schedule they've got coming up is nuts. Um, look, the Jets have dropped some of their own, and they've dug themselves a hole. There's no doubt about it. But it's not over. Um, there's a lot of football left. They've got a huge game, you know, game on the line type of, you know, next two weeks. Worst case, you got to split. You got to get, get at least one of these. Um, you know, and you got to win probably both against, you know, Houston and Atlanta before you play Miami against three and one feels like, you know, kind of the goal here. Again, I'll talk more about Brad about this tomorrow and we'll talk more about it when we preview kind of this bill stuff later in the week. But, um, overall, obviously an incredibly disappointing Sunday. You let one slip away. It's a team. I honestly, I feel like they should have blown out based on the way the game was going and obviously let them hang around and hang around. You have your chances and, you know, it doesn't end up, you know, you don't take care of business. And now Michael Carter is out of a job and, um, you know, he might not be the only one we'll see. And it just feels like a team that that needs a W. They need the ball go through the hoop. They need their shooter that's in such a bad slump on offense. And, you know, the defense is going to keep grinding with you and grinding with you, but you got to give them some hope. And we've seen, you know, where this offense has struggled and, you know, the defense is trying and trying, but then all of a sudden they get the spark. You know, we saw it in the Chiefs game, you know, uh, we saw it some of the Patriots game. We've, you know, we've seen it before, even the Eagles game where it's like the defense just wants a shot. They want to know that like they're going to keep getting you the ball back and you're going to actually score points and, and do these type of things. So, um, you know, kind of said a lot there, obviously, um, kind of in recap, you know, defense was really good on Sunday night. I, I, there was a lot left to be desired from the staff and the offense, obviously, and they lose a heartbreaker in a tough game, but the season's not over. Michael Carter obviously gets released tonight. Is he had a condo will, you know, be promoted and we'd see what the, the rookie with four, two speed will look like. We'll talk a little bit more about him as the week goes on. And obviously Rogers again, hinted at, you know, being around the team didn't hint that it said he'll be around the team, you know, full time around Thanksgiving, not, you know, flying back and forth and, you know, very much plans to be the jets to be in it and for him to come back this year and a lot of exciting stuff ahead. Uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Appreciate everybody for listening. Enjoy the rest of your night.